Welcome back to another episode of Jake's Takes. My name is Jake. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where on this week's episode, we're going to talk about more Ben Simmons news, because there's more to talk about, and this saga is still going on. I know Ben Simmons, uh, there's a lot of information that has come out over the last couple of weeks and months, and it has gotten to the point where we're kind of talking about this still, and now the season's starting, and we got to talk about everything going on with Ben Simmons, and hopefully uh, kind of dissect what's the situation. So really the Ben Simmons saga started when they lost to Atlanta in the playoffs, and most of the Philadelphia fan base blamed Ben Simmons for this loss, even though you could argue anyone deserved a loss uh, credits. Um, it was a group effort. They didn't play as good. They were one of the best teams in uh, all of the um, NBA in the regular season. Didn't pan out in the playoffs as well, and it was Milwaukee versus Atlanta. Philadelphia was packed and sent home. So, what do we get now? The offseason comes around and Ben Simmons is not having it, not happy. Things seem to be on the outs and he doesn't want to be here, doesn't want to play, goes and talks to teammates saying, I'm done, don't bother coming to my house, Sells his Phil- or tries to sell his Philadelphia house. I don't know if it's actually been sold. And basically kind of is like, you know what, I'm done. Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers, all these guys, Nelton Brand, they're like, let's talk, let's try and fix our situation. But Ben Simmons has said time and time again that he doesn't want to be here. Well, apparently, things changed like a few weeks ago when he kind of just showed up at practice and came back into the fold and was like, hey guys, how's it going? And they kind of looked at him like, you're back? Like, I thought you wanted to like get you know, out of here, kick rocks. Um, and so he came back and things seemed to be looking a lot better. And the Philadelphia fan base could sigh. A big sigh of relief because this was a big sort of issue for them, having someone who's their best player or second best player just not happy and things were not going well. And so for Ben Simmons, it was kind of like, you know, now he's coming back there, everyone's happy, and they can kind of get back to trying to be a good basketball team. They have way too many flaws to be a championship team, in my opinion. Sorry, Philadelphia, that's just how it is. And, well, now we have more stuff going on. So he was kicked out of uh, practice. He was suspended for a game, and um, I guess he left workouts with some back tightness, which I don't know if that's uh, 100% um, actually the case, but um, he left the practice facility and didn't work out, and I guess he is going to meet with leadership. This is according to ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski. Meet with leadership on Friday morning to again discuss his murky playing status. So... I guess Thursday morning he um, had back issues and left um, the uh, practice and was cleared for him not to work out. Um, And um, that is the situation right there. Um, According to um, the article, and there's a bunch of articles that have stuff going on, but this one, uh, he went on Thursday, Daryl Morey went on to a Philadelphia radio, uh, I guess it's a sports radio, um, and said... Uh, that he is not going to be rushed into trading Ben Simmons. People should buckle in. This is going to take a long time. Now, I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of issues here. Uh, Ben uh, Simmons is not happy. Rich Paul has come out and told the Sixers Ben Simmons is not mentally prepared to play. Um, I guess he's going to probably try and um, relay that during their meeting on Friday, according to Adrian Wojnarowski which he's going to miss um, some games. He was um, suspended, as I said before, from uh, a practice, and Doc Rivers threw him out 
it was a Monday practice, he f for failing to sub into a drill. This is a tough situation just throughout the whole thing. Um, they fined him about $2 million for his absence from four preseason games. Um, and he could miss a lot. And um, there's a lot of different um, things that could take place causing him to miss games and causing him to lose money. So I'm going to say this uh, very uh, loudly for all the Philadelphia 76ers fans and all of the people out there who want to really listen in. Ben Simmons is done in Philadelphia. You can try and spin this however you want. You can try and make the the word go out and um, make things work uh, in your favor. But end of the day, Ben Simmons does not want to be here. He doesn't want to stay. He doesn't like Philadelphia for whatever reason. He doesn't want to stick around. And when your fan base ruthlessly kind of goes after someone because of a poor playoff performance, and then he doesn't want to be there, and you act very confused as to why he would want to leave... Well, maybe there's a correlation there because, you know, Ben Simmons doesn't want to play for a team like this, especially a team that has no uh, championship future. And I'm sorry, Philadelphia, you don't really have a championship future. In a minute, I'm going to talk about how I think trust the process failed miserably, unless you count getting to the playoffs as uh, success. Um, you're not going to win a championship. And Ben Simmons doesn't want to be here for that. He wants to go to Golden State and win a championship with Steph. He wants to go to the Clippers and win a championship with Kawhi. He wants to, at this point, go anywhere because he's done with Philadelphia. And you can try and justify him staying. And Daryl Morey can keep saying, oh, buckle up. It's going to be a long ride. You better be very, very smart with this. And more importantly, you better get rid of this guy as soon as you can. Because this is a headache that's not going to go away until you make it go away. And he's going to make it very difficult for the Philadelphia 76ers to function like a proper team. And when you don't want to be there, your second best player, the guy who's been an all-star for like three years in a row, is like, I'm done. And you guys are like, yeah, yeah, he's going to come back. You're just hurting your situation because you're getting him even more upset, causing him to cause more problems because he wants to get traded and you keep saying no. It's a big mess. And I think Philadelphia could be going down a slippery slope if they decide, hey, we're going to keep Ben Simmons around, hope he turns his you know attitude around. I mean, Doc Rivers isn't making this situation much better with his suspensions and all this other stuff. I mean, here's a guy who's teetering on, you know, one foot out the door, two feet out the door, and you're going to be like, you know what? You're done. You're getting suspended for a game. Like, I don't know if you should be doing that, but I just feel like Ben Simmons doesn't want to be here, and it doesn't make any sense to keep him here if he's going to just stick around and just not want to play and just be mopey and you know, he deserves, as a three-time All-Star and as someone who's had a great career so far um, as a player, he deserves to maybe see what's out there, right? Not every player has to stick around, and, you know, maybe it's time for him to move on. So segueing to sort of what I want to talk about with Philly is if Ben Simmons leaves, or if this becomes a situation where he sits out because they're like, we're keeping you on the bench, we want you here, we're not going to trade you, and he's like, that's fine, I'm not playing. Well, then it gets to kind of what I want to say about trust the process, which is it failed miserably. Trust the process got you into the playoffs, but that's about it, right? There is no future, in my opinion, for the 76ers and them winning a championship. I don't think they'll make the NBA Finals in the next five years. I think their team has good players, but prioritized big men in a shooter's league. And so you traded away Drew Holiday for Nerlens Noel, didn't really work out. You drafted Julie Loke for when there were other guys available who might have helped a little bit better. Okay, um, that's one thing. 
Then you ended up with Markel Fultz, who failed, which he was the clear-cut number one choice, but you traded away an extra pick and what would have been Jason Tatum, which obviously the Celtics said they would draft Tatum, irregardless of where he was placed, or where I should say the Celtics were drafting, one, two, or three. So Fultz never panned out, and that's kind of where they ended up there. And so if Ben Simmons leaves, there's a very good chance that the value they get in return is not going to be on that level and so it's not going to be an all-star for all-star swap especially seeing as the way things are going with Ben Simmons in this sort of situation it's not going to be an even swap in that sense will they get good value probably but it'll be role players it'll probably be draft picks maybe some young guys but if you expect a big package like a Bradley Beal for a Ben Simmons or a Damian Lillard for a Ben Simmons it's not going to happen Portland's not doing that Neither is uh, Washington. Maybe you get C.J. McCollum, but the fact of the matter is you asked for three for Earths, three pick swaps, and C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons. You're out of your mind. So if he gets traded, it's probably going to be at like the deadline for like the best what is available package, which would probably be like two role players and some draft picks and maybe a younger player. And you'll have to deal with that. That's what you'll get. And it won't be the same value. And so Philadelphia has failed. Trust the process in that sense. Because what they ended up with is Joel Embiid, a bunch of decent role players at the the shooting guard, point guard position. I think Shake Milton and Tyrese Maxey are very overrated for for who they are as players. I think uh, Thibault is uh, a little underrated because he's a very good defender. But I do think Maxey... And Shake Milton are both overrated, uh, at least when it comes to uh, my opinion. Uh, but trust the process really hasn't worked. I think the whole Ben Simmons situation has kind of brought to light some of the issues in Philadelphia. And I think they are going to have to make some serious changes and going to have to kind of, you know, go in a totally different direction with this team if Ben Simmons doesn't want to be there. And. You just have to kind of find a, a new way to, to go about it. And I know this sort of Ben Simmons situation has taken place now for weeks, months even. And it's just one of those things where for all of us, um, you know, you have to uh, kind of start over eventually and go from there. Um, Jason Kelsey of the Philadelphia Eagles said um, on the Ben Simmons situation, just play better then Philadelphia will love you. Now, I don't know if his play is an issue here. I think if he's 100% in and invested with his team, people will love you, right? With every sports uh, team, every franchise, if you are going to be with this team, you actually want to be a part of it and you want to be there and you are someone who's invested and involved, it's not going to be something that's going to be difficult to deal with. Um, And, um, you know, I think uh, at this point, you know, he is someone um, who is uh, a big part of their team and is a big part of who they are. But if he doesn't want to be there, then unfortunately, it's just not going to work out. Um, And then they have to move on from him. I know, you know, Daryl Morey's still kind of assessing the situation, I think. The fact that he's not been moved is just um, in part because the offers haven't been there. The right moves haven't been made because there's nothing available that either Philadelphia likes or teams are willing to go with. And so at the end of the day, when it comes to Ben Simmons, 
he's going to have to get moved to make this situation better. So that's just how it is. So what I want to do is look at some of the potential trades that could take place. And these are all from uh, fanspo.com, which lets you do trades and stuff. So these are just some of the top ones for Ben Simmons. And then uh, I'll kind of look at them to see where they're at um, in terms of value. So first one is 76ers getting Fred Van Vliet, OG, and Anobi, and two firsts. One first is protected, um, and one first is uh, pick swap. So let's look at this. I think the Raptors are a team that doesn't want to give up hope and doesn't want to give up on this dream of competing again. And with Kyle Lowry gone and now Scotty Barnes in, they're trying a new system. I could see this being a deal just OG for Ben Simmons and maybe some picks or just Van Bleet and Simmons and then picks going to the 76ers. I don't know if they'd want to give up both. I think, um, you know, Ben Simmons has his issues, which is going to cause for some serious problems down the line. And I don't really think um, at the end of the day, it's a good trade uh, for me um, right there. But you can modify it for sure. So uh, moving on to our next uh, trade on this um, situation, which is involving the Kings and the 76ers, which is basically just a Ben Simmons, De'Aaron Fox swap. Um, this is an interesting one uh, for me uh, because um, I think there's uh, a good chance this takes place if the Kings are willing to. They've been kind of against trading Fox uh, for good reason. And at this point, I don't think this one really would happen in the grand scheme of things, but it's always possible, um, in my opinion. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it um, does happen eventually if the 76ers are willing to accept that and if the Kings are more willing to accept as well. Then we have another trade that probably will uh, upset a lot of 76ers fans because... The 76ers fan base doesn't really like any trades for Ben Simmons unless there's like a superstar involved, which is very hard to get um, for them, especially the way things are going. But instead of getting uh, Bradley Beal, which is what the Wizards want, this is a different trade um, that the 76ers uh, would be getting. Kyle Kuzma, uh, Denny Avdija, and Davis Burton-Tans in a lottery-protected first-round pick in 2024 for Ben Simmons. So... This is probably what you're going to get for a trade because you're not going to get a superstar for Ben Simmons. What you're going to get is something a little bit um, less than that because that's where the value is. Not him as a player, but just his view league-wide. So getting a pick, getting some young guys. They don't need power forwards, which is probably why this doesn't work. But this is something that would be more on the line of what they end up with at the end of the day. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they go with this one and it's not the worst trade in the world moving on to this trade involving the Kings 76ers and Grizzlies which does not involve um, De'Aaron Fox and this is another one that I think has a lot of merit a little bit so the Grizzlies get Furkan Korkmaz, Marvin Bagley, uh, Jaden Springer and a first from Philadelphia the Kings get Ben Simmons and Shake Milton the 76ers get Buddy Heald, Dylan Brooks, Davion Mitchell and a first round pick um, so Trading uh, Dylan Brooks for basically Bagley, Springer, and a first-round pick, that's a lot of value for the uh, Grizzlies, which I do like that. And I think they would accept this, um, although there is three players involved. I don't know if they would do this with the three players. You'd have to probably take out 
two of those guys on their team already and put them somewhere else just because the numbers wouldn't match up. But I like this for them. The Kings, I think, would accept this because what are they giving up? Marvin Bagley, Buddy Heald, Davion Mitchell on the first. They still get to keep Halliburton. They still get to keep um, Fox. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Maybe that pick becomes uh, protected instead, but not that bad. I think they'd accept and then the 76ers. I think the 76ers should accept this. I don't think they will because, again, it's not sort of that superstar level guy that they expect in a Ben Simmons deal. But if this was thrown on the table, you get two great shooters, a young point guard, and a first. I'd accept that all day. Daryl Morey might not, but as uh, a fan, it's a good move. And it's one that would really uh, work, in my opinion. Moving on to this next trade here, which is an interesting one, but I don't know how I feel on it. Uh, let's see. Mavericks, 76ers, and Raptors. So the Mavericks would receive Sam Decker, Chris Butcher, Utah Watanabe, and Gordon Drogic. The 76ers receive Pascal Siakam and Josh Green, and the Raptors receive Ben Simmons and Kristaps Porzingis. Now, on paper, I don't think this is the worst trade in the world for uh, the Mavericks because they're getting rid of someone who's a much bigger contract for some cap space relief and maybe two guys in Butcher and Drogic that are maybe better fitting. Um, I don't see how the 76ers fit into this because they have no use for Siakam. So I wouldn't say this is good for them because it's a waste of uh, a trade. They could get better. Uh, I'm not saying Siakam's a bad player, but they don't need him. They already have Tobias Harris. Raptors uh, probably don't do this. Um, the Simmons angle, uh, but I do think they do this for Porzingis because they do need a center So at the end of the day that might be a good trade on its own But the 76ers probably wouldn't be involved and it just doesn't seem to work uh, with the Ben Simmons angle But since this is not looking at uh, Porzingis at all I honestly don't see this one uh, working for the 76ers angle. They probably just uh, pass on it because of um, Basically, what's been mentioned, which is um, obviously um, they don't need uh, or they don't want to trade away um, Siakam for Ben Simmons in Philadelphia because they already have Tobias Harris. Moving on to this next trade, which is an interesting one, which is PJ Washington, Gordon Hayward, and two firsts for Ben Simmons and Shake Milton. So, if there's any way for a trade to get done where it's not P.J. Washington and it's Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward for maybe Ben Simmons and Shake Milton. I think they would really do that one um, because that gives them a point guard and then they get Gordon Hayward. But this on its own is not too bad. Two picks, Gordon Hayward, P.J. Washington's not awful. I mean, P.J. Washington, I guess, can play in that starting group. Um, Hayward maybe uh, can play in the starting group. Uh, my guess is Seth Curry would be your starting point guard. And then you'd probably have Matthijs, Gordon Hayward, and um, maybe, uh, you know, Tobias Harrison and Embiid. P.J. Washington, to me, is good. Um, I'd even just do Gordon Hayward in the picks for Ben Simmons if that's something. But, um, yeah, I don't think uh, at the end of the day this is the worst deal. It's fair, um, and it's a solid one to me. Not too, too, uh, not too crazy, um, and not uh, the worst move out there. But we're going to switch gears to a big deal with four teams. It's an interesting one, but uh, we'll see what you think. 
So Brooklyn receives Yusuf Nurkic. The Pacers receive Ben Simmons and C.J. Ellerby. The Trailblazers receive Delbontis, Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, and Joe Harris. And the 76ers receive C.J. McCollum, two seconds from Brooklyn, and a first from the um, Portland Trailblazers. So just off the start, Brooklyn's not getting involved. They're trading away Joe Harris in two seconds for Nurkic, who's a worse player. They don't need Nurkic because they have Blake Griffin, Paul Millsap, and LaMarcus Aldridge, and Nicholas Claxton. And the new guy, um, I think Sharp, the center from North Carolina, they have no use for Nurkic at all. And if you're doing this because you think the value in terms of Sabonis and Jeremy Lamb is not on the same level as C.J. McCollum, um, I guess uh, that's, uh, I guess, your opinion. But that wouldn't be the worst deal in the world, so... Um, I think the Nets, let's take them out of this because it doesn't seem like it works to me. So they are out of it. In terms of C.J. McCollum and a pick for Ben Simmons, um, that's not awful value. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's probably the best C.J. McCollum deal you can get because you wanted three picks and three pick swaps with C.J. McCollum for Ben Simmons, which is ludicrous. I think just having this deal is a little bit better. So that part really works i think you know the trailblazers would um make this trade with sabonis and jeremy lamb because he fits a little bit better as a power forward or a center and then i think the pacers with ben simmons do this and um so you could get rid of brooklyn and it would still be a good trade so not uh complaining if uh kind of that's kind of where you're at not uh not too bad so we are going to be moving on to another trade here which I think is an interesting one I don't know how it really works but here we go the Rockets in this trade will be receiving Jordan Nawara the Bucks receive Seth Curry in a second the Kings receive Pat Connington and Ben Simmons and the 76ers receive Buddy Heal, DJ Augustine Harrison Barnes two firsts in a second so right off the bat this Bucks angle I don't I don't really see it working right because for me, the Bucks don't really need to be involved at all. Um, because Seth Curry and a second round pick for Pat Connington and Jordan Warba, that's obviously way too much to um, get in return if you're the Bucks. Um, I think the Rockets would do Nuora for Augustine. I think the Kings would do uh, Pat Connington and Ben Simmons for Buddy Heald, Harrison Barnes, and two firsts and a second. Um, and I think the 76ers would do this. I just don't see the Bucks being needed. So you could, in theory, take out the Bucks. You could even take out Houston because they don't need to be in it as well. I think it's just um, unnecessary. Uh, and so I would stick with, um, with what they got. Then we have this next trade here, which is uh, Ben Simmons to the Pelicans, which if you're a Ben Simmons uh, Pelicans fan, I guess uh, this is for you. Uh, so Ben Simmons, Shake Milton, and Paul Reed to the Pelicans for Brandon Ingram, Devontae Graham, and two first-round picks, both from the Lakers. Um, so at the end of the day, this is not a bad trade because um, Ben Simmons is great. I think you know Brandon Ingram's good, Devontae Graham's good. This is a pretty good deal on paper. It depends on where the Pelicans kind of see Ben Simmons and if he fits with Zion. Um, if that's great, great. If not, then probably not going to happen but it's not the worst deal in the world um and it's one that i think could could really work 
And then we're going to be looking at this final trade here. And I think this one could uh, could really um, work uh, if you wanted it to. Um, in uh, certain ways, um, I think it has a lot of uh, potential as a, a pretty solid deal at the end of the day. Um, I guess it's all kind of how, um, how you guys uh, feel about it, but I think it's not... It's not the worst move uh, in the world. And that is Cleveland and the 76ers. So this is an interesting one, um, in my opinion, uh, which is Laurie Marketing, Darius Garland, Ricky Rubio, uh, a first and two seconds uh, for Ben Simmons and Shake Milton. So I like this because, first and foremost, I don't see how Laurie Marketing really fits with this team. I think Ben Simmons... Maybe could play the point guard next to, you know, Colin Sexton. Maybe plays the, you know, small forward. This is pretty good for the Cavaliers. Um, I think Marketing could get some good minutes with the 76ers off the bench. I think, you know, you have Garland and maybe Rubio starts or Garland and Seth Curry starts. Obviously, Shake Milton at this point with two point guards coming in doesn't uh, need to be here in Philly. So you're getting rid of him. Not too bad. I think this is a good deal, not the greatest, but it's a good deal, and I think both sides would accept accept that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, it's an interesting one uh, for sure. Uh, so this is a tough situation. The Ben Simmons route. I mean, it's uh, you know tough to to really uh, to deal with. Daryl Morey has also come out and said that um, this could take. Uh, four years. We're in the prime of Joel's career. This is not a day-to-day -day issue. Every day we are going to expect Ben Simmons to be back here or we trade him for a difference maker. So again, we don't know what the difference maker is. Uh, we don't know where he is. Ben Simmons is a difference maker and we hope to integrate him with the team. I'm not looking, it's not looking optimistic right now, but every day we expect him to come in and help us. So I think uh, Daryl Morey's priorities are a little in whack and unfortunately a, I think the 76ers are kicking themselves for not throwing in a little bit more to get James Harden. And B, I think the package is just not available. So we could see them eventually get a package that works, but I don't think that'll happen anytime soon. So this is what we're stuck with. And maybe this situation gets resolved, but if this goes on, Daryl Morey might have to bite the bullet and do something that's not in his best interests, but is the best deal available.